That was most of us. Because most of us are here because someone invited us out or because someone told us about Jesus. But just imagine if nobody ever went out and said anything. How empty would this place be? And so I, was, I got to thinking about that, and I was like, man, if what would have happened to me if no one ever preached the word to that lady, if no one ever told her about Jesus, where would I be? But tonight I want to, if we turn in our Bibles to Matthew 25, And as we're going to 25, I want to read a scripture out of James 1, starting in verse 16. It says, do not be mis... And I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. It says, uh, do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and the sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting or shadow, cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changing. It was on his own that he gave us birth as his children by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind, so that we would be a kind of first fruit of his creatures a prime example of what he created to set us apart to himself, sanctified, made holy for his divine purpose. Lord, I thank you so much, Lord, and just ask that you just allow me, Lord, to just do what you've placed on my heart, Lord. Just get it out the way that you've given it to me, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you just speak to us all tonight, Lord Jesus, that you touch our hearts, Lord, and just allow us to receive your word, Lord Jesus, that we may go out, Lord, and do what you've called us to do, each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. So I got to thinking about gifts. And when we think about gifts, we it's good to get gifts. I mean, I like I like to get gifts. You know, so but I but I also was thinking about talents. And there's a lot of different um stories in the Bible about people who did amazing things. And so I was like, man, what talents did God give me? You know, and, and I just got to thinking about a few. And, but I was like, man, what, what did God give me for his kingdom? What kind of talents did he give me? It's like, I, I don't like to talk a lot. I don't like to do all those things. So what did he give me? You know, and so I just got to thinking about the different talents that he have given me. And one of them, a talent that he's, that he's given all of us, 
is that we can go out and do what he's called us to do. Even when it's hard, even when it's something that we're not accustomed to doing. And for some, it's like, no, I'm I'm not, no, I can't do that. I got to do what, I got to do what's comfortable for me. But that's a talent he didn't give us. He didn't give us the talent to be comfortable and to spend our whole Christian life just being comfortable and safe. He told us to go out. You know, and so as we, are y'all in uh, Matthew 25? Let's start in um, verse 14. It says, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a faraway country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to the one he gave five talents and to another two and to another one, one. And to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And if you just stop in verse 15, it says that he gave to each one to their ability. And I know that that it talk about money, you know, talents is a type of money as well. But when you start to relay stuff to your own life, that's what we're supposed to do with the Bible. We're supposed to take it and we're supposed to make it something that we can relate to. And that's what's so awesome about the parables that Jesus spoke in. It wasn't just for one person. It was for all of us. And, and so when you think about talents, you think about some people like it was a guy that I play basketball with. This guy told me he done wrote a book. He done, he writes songs. He do all kind of stuff. He named off like 15 things. I was like, that's a lot of talent. And I was like, I'd probably be afraid to do any of those. So I probably wouldn't do any of those. You know, but you just think about those things and we all have talents to our ability, it says. And so that's what we have to realize. God, what is it that you've given me? In verse 16, it says, And to he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And so he who received the five talents came and brought another five talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents and look, I have gained five more talents and besides, besides them. And his Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And also he had received, he who had received a two talents came and, and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents, and look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. 
and I was afraid. And I went and hid your talents in the ground. Look, you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. And you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent, therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who had ten. For everyone who has, more will be given. And he who has an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken. And cast the unprofitable, unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so I was just thinking, I was like, man, I don't want to be that guy with the one talent. God could have given him one talent. And he could have turned that into two talents. But tonight, I want to get you guys to just think about souls tonight. Because that's something that God has placed in my heart since I've been saved. It's to just go out and win souls. Tell as many people as I can about who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus Christ did for me. And so when I think about that and I relate that to this message. And some people in here. God has placed five people in your lives. That you need to go tell about Jesus. And some people, God has placed two people in your life that you need to go tell about Jesus. And to some people, it could be just one. But it's up to us to go out and get those people. God has placed those people in your lives for a reason. And that's why we have to open up our mouths continuously to tell people about who Jesus is. Because a lot of times we just want to sit back and be comfortable. Just come to churches. Hey, I, I, man, I go to church Sundays. I go to church Wednesdays. Man, I go to Bible studies. I go to all these things. But have no fruit in your life. Have nobody you're discipling. Have nobody that look up to you. Have nobody that will say, yeah, I'll follow that guy. I'll follow her. How can that be if we're doing what Jesus has called us to do? Not everybody can go out and be a Billy Graham. God didn't ask everybody to go out and be that. But he did place people in your lives that you should be talking to. Whether it's the people closest to you, your family, your friends. Whether it's going to a, a restaurant, being nice to someone. Whether it's going to the grocery store, doing something. We have to be a light. But a lot of times we... we I can't get past the, the, the comfortableness of, of being a Christian and how so many people just want to be comfortable. God, just make me comfortable. But if we're supposed to be who Jesus was, if we're supposed to be following after him, all the scriptures that I read about my God, I didn't see any comfort. And so if he wasn't comfortable, God, don't make me comfortable. Let me get out there and do something. Because if it was up to me, I would love to just sit. I would love to just, just come to church and just do whatever. I, I, I don't mind sitting back and, and 
being a quiet guy and just telling people about Jesus on my own without doing this part. I could do without this part of getting up here and studying the Bible and then going and then preaching the word. Because I, before I knew Christ, I was the quiet guy. I was the guy who just sat back and observed and didn't say much. But the Bible says that when we get saved, we are a new creation. That God made us into something else. And so if we're something else, then we should be something else besides who we were. Not saying that you just take everything that you used to do and just not do it. It's saying you be who you are, but you do what God asked you to do. Even if that means loving someone who's not lovable. Even if that means going to talk to someone that you really can't stand. Even if that means forgiving someone who done something to you that was you couldn't get past. You was like, oh, they did something so horrible to me. God, why would you ask me to forgive them? Because that's what he did. Amen. We serve a mighty God in this place. Amen. And so when you think about talents, our testimony is a talent. But it's up to each and every one to learn how to use that talent. And so I was looking up the definition, and there was a lot of different definitions of talent. But one says uh, talent is, suggests that it's a mark of natural ability that needs to be developed. It's like, okay. And, and it's another talent that, another definition of talent that is it's natural, and it just comes natural, and you can just do it without being taught how to do it. And that's where our testimony come in. When we first get saved, we don't really know how to tell nobody about Jesus. But what we can do is say, you know what? Jesus saved my life. I used to be an alcoholic, but Jesus changed my life. I used to be a dad be dad, but Jesus changed my life. I used to be this, but Jesus did that. I used to be this, but God did that. That's what we have to get to. And along the way, as we're studying the word, we can begin to figure out more talents. And that's where those other talents come in at. Because a lot of times we just get stuck on that one. Oh, Jesus did amazing things for me. What did he do? Oh, he changed my life. How? Um, man, I go to church now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to sleep in. I'm not, no. I'm not going to take my time to go sit in a church when I could be at home sleeping or doing something else. So for some people, that's enough. Like, okay, they invited me to church. I'll go. But to other people, those other people that we have to go get, that's not enough. And so we have to get to that point to where we're able to use those talents that God has given us. Because it said that talents can be developed. And so when you look at someone who has developed talent, not everybody in the NBA grew up dribbling a basketball. But it looked like it because they, in the NBA, they playing on TV. Some people had to develop that talent. And so now they got a talent that they could use and people can look at their lives and be like, okay, I'm going to do what they did. But then they don't think about all the stuff that they had to go through to get that talent. 
And that's where we have to get to that point to where people look at us and say, man, that guy has an amazing life. I want to do what that person did. What did you do? That's another talent of being able to be seen by someone else and say, man, that guy has something. Well, that girl has something that I want. In Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, This is one talent that, that God gave us all. Amen. That guy with the one talent, he might not be able to sing. He may not be able to do all those other things. But God gave us all this one talent. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations in verse 19 and 20. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. We have to get out there and preach this word. We have to get out there and tell people about who God is. It's not enough to just come to church anymore. We should be wanting to do something for God. Amen. says God gave us all talents. God gave us all talents to be used for his glory. It's another thing. A lot of people take God's talents and use them for other things. And God like, hey, I gave you that for something else. You're supposed to use it for that. In that verse we read in... Um, in Matthew 25, says that, that that Lord is coming back. And I don't know about y'all, but I know what that means for me. That means I want to have some, I want to have some more talents than the ones he left me with. So that when he come back, I can have something to give him. I don't want to be that guy who get his talents took and given to somebody else. I don't even want to know what that feeling is like. You wicked and lazy servant, he said. And then you go look at other verses in the Bible where it talk about, oh, but God, I did this and I did this and I did this. And God was like, I didn't ask you to do any of those. And he say, away from me, I never knew you. I don't want anything to do with that. So I'm going to take the talents that God has given me and I'm going to say, God, you know what? Even if I don't know how to use these, I'm going to find a way. Even if I got to go talk to him because I know you gave him one too. So let me see if, if we can team up and, and go use this talent. And so when you think about that, you think about outreach. Not everybody in here is a great outreacher. I know I wasn't. Still not. But I learned how to be rejected and still smile. Like, hey, I did what God asked me to do. 
He didn't ask any of us to go save people. He asked us to go preach the word. Because there is no way we could save anyone. But he asked us to go and preach the word. That's all we can do. I can't make anyone change. But it's our job to speak to them. In a verse we're going to, if we'll go to Matthew 24. Starting in verse 12. Says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. And then the end will come. And then the end will come. We can't read that backwards. Our God, just come back because I don't want to go talk to nobody, God. We have to do what God has asked us to do. We have to preach the gospel to all the nation, to all the world. And then the end will come. And I'm ready to go home. I don't know about any of y'all, but I'm ready to go see what's in heaven. Amen. Anybody else ready to go see heaven? Some people still love this world. I was talking to a guy today at the gym. We was playing basketball and we got done and we sat down and we talked for it's a long time. And he was, he was asking question after question after question. I was like, look, I don't have all the answers. But what I do know is that God loves you. He was like, well, if he loved me, then why is all this, this in the world? And why is all this? And I was like, man, I don't know. I was like, but what I do know is I, I, I told him about a story that I heard. And it was pretty, pretty cool to see his reaction. He was like, why is all this wickedness in the world? Why is all this bad in the world? I was like, I don't know. I was like, but I heard a story of a guy. It was two neighbors, and one of the neighbors had a horse, and his horse ran off. And the other neighbor came to him and was like, man, that's bad luck that your horse ran off. And the guy was like, uh, what do I know about these things? And then that horse came back later with 20 horses. And the neighbor came to him and was like, man, that's good luck. Your, your horse came back with 20 horses. That's good luck. And the guy was like, eh, what do I know about these things? And the guy's son went to feed the horse one day, went to feed the horses one day. And they got real rowdy and broke his leg. And the other neighbor came to him and was like, man, that's bad luck. Your son's leg got broke. He was like, ah, what do I know about these things? And then some gang members was coming through the city and they was taking all the young kids by force. And they came to his house, knocked on his door, and they seen that his son had a broke leg. 
And they was like, ah, we can't take him. And they left. And the man came back, man, that's great luck that, you know, your son's leg was broke. He was like, ah, what do I know about these things? And when I told that to him, he was like, what? He was like, that's a, man, that's a good, man, that's good. He was like, because I was like, I was like, we don't know why God let the things happen that happens. I was like, but we got to trust him that he know what's best. And when we begin to do that, people will begin to see. Like, hey, even though I'm going through something, I know that God is going to take care of me. Even if I lose that job, I know God's going to take care of me. Even if I have to step out on faith, I know God is going to take care of me. And people are watching. People are seeing these things. And it takes talent to trust God. We have to, it's not something that you just wake up and, oh, I trust God. God, where do you want me to go? Here I go. It, it, I wish, but it, it takes steps. It takes doing things to get out there and trust God. But once you begin to trust him, he begins to show up like the God he is. And he begins to move in our lives. And those people who don't believe, they begin to say, hey, I don't know what it is, but it's something I want. And then that person began to get closer to me. He said, man, I don't usually hang out with people, but I want to hang out with you. Amen. He was like, I, I don't, I don't want to come to church, but I may start coming to that men's thing you was telling me about. I was like, if I was to tell you anything, I was like, that's where you should start. Because it's a small group of men and we get in there and we talk about the word and then you can ask questions. And you can hear from different people what Jesus has done for them. He was like, yeah, man, I'm going to do that. I'm a, man, I'm a, I, I want to start hanging out with you. Because he's been hurt by the church or people who said that they was believers in God. But I didn't do anything. All I do is call him Mondays. And Wednesday mornings, I go play basketball in the morning. Hey, you going to play? He always tell me, yeah, but he only come like once or twice every month. It's crazy. But anyways, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going. But he only show up sometimes. But when he do, we always stay out there and just talk a little bit. We'll play horse or play pig or whatever and just talk. But when you begin to do those things, God can use you if you allow him to use you. And let's say I never talk to another person. That may be my one person that I'm supposed to be talking to. And that person, somebody in his life may see, okay, well, if God can do that in his life, then he can do that in my life. And then it goes, and then it goes, and then it goes, and then it goes. But if we don't do anything but come to church, it's not going to grow. And we've seen what happened when you don't grow what God wants to be grown. It wasn't a good look. And so I want to just read. Uh, I got two more verses. One in Ephesians 2. Verse 10. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ. 
to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You think about that verse, you think about Jeremiah 29. God already has it planned out for us. But it's up to us to open our mouths and speak. It's up to us to live a life that people want what we have. And if we're not doing that, then we're not, we're not using the talents that God has given us. Amen? And I just want to end tonight with 1 Corinthians 12. Starting in verse 4, <clears throat> says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. It says to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit and to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit and to another faith by the same Spirit and to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, discerning of spirits. And another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he will. I don't know what your talents are tonight. But God knows. It's up to us to go to him and say, God, I don't know what it is that you want me to do for you, Lord, but show me how to do something for you, God. God, when you come back, I want to be ready with something that I'm able to give to you. I don't want to go to my God empty handed I don't want to go to him and, and have lived a life on this earth and then I get in his presence and he say you wicked and lazy servant I want him to say good and faithful servant enter into joy of your Lord come on in I got something for you this mansion I built for you it's, it's, it's amazing I want to show you around. I want to see what God has for me. But it says that we can't do that until the whole world has heard this gospel. Not a part of it, not a piece of it, but the whole world. And it's up to each and every one of us in this place. I challenge you 
this week, next week. Tell someone that you've never told before about who Jesus is, about what he's done in your life. It's going to be uncomfortable, especially if you don't do it all the time. But the more you do it, the more the joy of it comes. Because there's going to be one person, it may be more, but it's going to be one person who says, you know what? I'll stop and listen to you. Tell me what Jesus has done for you. And they're going to say, man, that's amazing. How do I get it? What do I have to do? And we got to be ready to say, hey. I mean, if you don't know what to say at that moment, say, come to church. That's always a good thing to say, come to church. But we also have to get to the point to where we can lead them to salvation. Because a lot of times people are not going to be able to make it to church. And we have to get to that point to where we're saying, hey, you know what? My God can save you too. Just like he saved me, he can save you. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for just being in this place, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you for showing up, Lord. And just placing that, that thought, Lord Jesus, that talent that you've given me, Lord, that you've placed it on my heart to, to love those who don't know you because I was one of them at one point. And if it wasn't for someone telling me, Lord, about you, I'd be still out there, Lord Jesus. But you saved me. And Lord, there are people out there who need to be saved, Lord Jesus. There are people out there who need to be told about you. And Lord, I just ask that you give each and every person in this place, Lord, a burden for the lost souls that are out there, Lord. Not that we can save them, Lord. Only you can do that. But you told us to go. And Lord, I just pray that you just allow each and every person in this place, Lord, to want to go and do it because they love you. Do it because they love those and they don't want to see anybody not make it to heaven. If there's anybody in this place tonight who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want you to just raise your hand and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you tonight. You may have said that prayer before. You may even come to church every Wednesday, every Sunday. But there's something in you right now that's saying, I need to get right. My life is not a talent. I can't use my life as a talent right now.
but I want to. Just put your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you tonight. Let us all stand in this place.